Welcome to Grace in the Shadows. This is Dr. Marla Beeler and Dr. J. Dr. Jonathan Beeler. Well, hello, everybody. Hope you are doing well today. We're going to call out to another country today. Bergen. I hope I said that right. Vestland, Norway. Norway. Yes. Another cool place. Not in the RV, though. But another cool place to visit. Very colorful area. It looks really nice. So we're excited. There are some new listeners. So, so excited to have you listening. Thank you so much. You can check us out at graceintheshadowsor.org. You can text or call 251-244-4645. Or you can email us at drjonathan at graceintheshadowsor.org. All right. What do lawyers wear to work? I am not sure. What? Losses. (laughs) That is kind of funny. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You got to chuckle. Why did the computer go to bed? Because he wanted to go to sleep? It needed to crash. Oh, wow. That is not a good thing. Have you, you've had a computer. I have. I you have, too. You're writing a paper. You're writing yeah. whatever you're And it crashes. And- oh, not a good thing. Not that's, a good that's thing. That's a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like if you're writing your dissertation, you lose, lose a chapter or oh. something. Yeah. Oh. Not good. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Awful. 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 Okay, well. Albert Einstein, Mm -hmm. he turned down the presidency of Israel. Really? Yes. He wasn't a citizen of Israel, but he was Jewish. The German-born physicist was offered the post, but turned it down in 1952, saying, I am deeply moved by the offer from our state of Israel, and at once saddened and ashamed that I cannot accept it. All my life, I have dealt with objective matters, hence I lack both the natural aptitude and the experience to deal properly with people and to exercise official functions. He probably would have been pretty good. He probably would have, but, you know, he he knew his, what he was good at and what he did not feel like he would be good at. So, yeah, interesting. Interesting. Another interesting person, Thomas Edison. Now, this shocked me. Okay. Thomas Edison didn't invent most of the stuff he patented or most of the stuff he's credited with inventing. I've heard that. Have you heard it? Yeah. All right. So it's fair to say that Edison was one of the world's most notorious intellectual property thieves of the 1093 things he put a patent on. He stole most of them from geniuses, geniuses. I can't talk today. Like Nikola, Nikola Tesla, Mm -hmm. Wilhelm Rontgen, Rontgen and Joseph Swan. And Joseph Swan was the one who originally invented the light bulb. Wow. So he was a stinker. Edison was a stinker. Who was a stinker? And a sneaker. (laughs) All right. Might go along with some of the people we're going to talk about today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Writing about the correlation, if there is one, I think there is. Okay. Between mother and child mm-hmm. and the, in and molding a narcissist, creating a narcissist. Oh. I would say that Thomas Edison was probably most likely a narcissist. You think? I think so. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, let's talk about it. So the relationship with one's mother can have a tremendous mm-hmm. impact mm-hmm. on the development of personality traits. Right. Uh, including psychopathy. uh psychopathy, narcissism and mm-hmm. males and females and uh, et cetera. I think it's, it's, it's crucial to, you know, motherhood is, is very important and oh, definitely yes. under, under look. And I, I think even greater, although we're not talking about that today, are fathers. Fathers are oh, missing yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
But Definitely. I don't want to get off on a tangent. Yeah, we won't go off on a tangent, but that is very true. Today it's mothers. Yeah, mothers today. Yeah. Okay. I think one way mothers can impact uh, a child in, in, in becoming or creating, in a sense, a narcissist mm-hmm. is the attachment style. Okay. Um, attachment theory suggests that the quality of early attachment mm-hmm. to caregivers, specifically mm-hmm. here, particularly uh, a mother, mm-hmm. can influence emotional and interpersonal development. So secure attachment style right. uh, is what we're looking for. Healthy yeah. relationships, yeah. healthy emotional regulation, empathy, mm-hmm. the ability to form positive relationships, but many times, you know, if a mother is not, uh, well, not a very good mother, right? Uh, as far as nurturing and being there for her child, mm-hmm. it can create what's called insecure attachment style. Yes, which the more or, or another word, it's also called anxious attachment style. Oh wow, okay, or avoided attachment style, mm-hmm. and uh, or or it could be anxious avoided. Okay. Which is another one. Gotcha. But uh, so it can create, and I don't want to get off on a tangent on attachment styles. Right. But it can create that sense of how we deal with our, uh, have the capability mm-hmm. or ability mm-hmm. to uh, regulate our emotions. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, that's why some people may have a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. dealing with emotions. Right. Or some people may have avoided mm-hmm. and they're, they may have a tendency to stonewall or not talk about things or not Mm -hmm. deal with conflict. Because they did not have a mother that nurtured them for the good. Correct. Okay. Makes sense. I also think parenting style. Yeah. Uh, Parenting style is important. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, a healthy parenting style is including levels of warmth, Mm -hmm. support, discipline. Mm -hmm. Because this influences the child's development. It does. Definitely. You know, I'm not talking about child centered. I think that creates other problems and that can be, yeah, that can even uh, be a catalyst to creating a narcissist kid where mm-hmm. you're making them the center of the universe. Yeah. I'm going to throw something in here, please. Yeah. You know, I imagine we are probably going to see um, and probably are seeing a larger number of children that have issues, especially the ones that were born during the pandemic. You know, I never, I have kind of thought about that, but yeah. not in a, in depth like that. I think that's because true. we isolated ourselves from each other. And I think mothers probably isolated themselves from their children because they were just so overwhelmed with the COVID pandemic. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, the COVID pandemic was a phenomena yeah. in a sense. Yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, and, to study uh, that. I think, yeah, I, I'm sure, right, uh, that there's people doing some studies on that. I'm sure, I'm that sure would be are. a good one. Yeah, you should go back and get another doctorate and study that. Uh, I'll pass. <laughs> Negative. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so parenting style is huge. Yeah, it's important. You know that that love that love. Yeah, is, is but I think we can be too child centered. Oh. Or yeah, we it can other not issues. be enough, right? Yeah, where we almost uh, is is this form of abuse. Well, yeah, talk about uh, you know children that are in orphanages and don't have that physical touch, that mm-hmm. emotional bond, and things like that. It often causes a lot of trouble with with kids. And I, I think that 
modeling behavior is huge. Very important. You know, if the mother happens to be a narcissist, yeah, um, the child is going to see a, a different mask that mm-hmm. she wears. Yeah. And she's going to have to shape shift yeah. in order to function. Right. In order to juggle her mother's or his mother's emotional roller coaster. And and you know kids shouldn't be responsible for their mother's emotions, yeah. but if they're in this type of home, this type of situation, they're going to have to. And that brings in, you know, they start copying those behaviors. Oh yeah. which can be a catalyst to becoming uh, a narcissist themselves. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and shot children copy those behaviors. Oh, they do. They're mimics. I mean, they, they that's part of, of their growing. They learn to mimic and then to do their own thing. And if they're mimicking enough of a narcissistic mother or father, they're going to turn into a narcissist themselves. I mean, our kids, you know, my mom always gave me the curse that you're going to have a kid just like Oh, you. yeah. Well, we did the same thing. And, and uh, you but know, yeah. Yeah. she was partially correct on that. Oh, yeah. Yep. Because we see our kids and we, how did they learn? How did they, yeah. how did they do? Why did they do this? Right. And what's the reason that he's saying this or doing this? Because mm-hmm. they saw me doing it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so uh, sometimes that's a good thing. Yeah. And sometimes it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge. I also think early experiences in childhood, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. things such as trauma. Yes. Uh, how you observe your parents. Uh, right. Dealing with sickness or death. Right. Um, you know, involving your mother. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, maladaptive personality traits. Mm hmm. Anger. Right. You know, uh, and these experiences, including neglect, abuse, or inconsistent mm-hmm. caregiving, yeah. can really uh, mold a, a child in, in maybe building a defense mechanism, becoming a narcissist. I don't think people really realize the importance of the mother-child bond, but it really sets a child up for success or failure. It's huge. I think. Yeah. It's really huge. Yeah. Um, empathy mm. development. Right. You know, learning the empathetic qualities and traits. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Once again, observing your mother. Right. Uh, yes, the father is, and we'll talk about him another time. Right. Um but the mother is there typically mm-hmm. more often. Right. And God has uh, wired women mm-hmm. to be that motherly nurturing mm-hmm. uh, creature. Right. To help mold a child in becoming a Godfear, Godfather. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a huge thing. Mm-hmm. And if you can't empathize, if you have empathetic uh, deficiencies, you know, this is often associated with psycho psychopathy. Yes. Or, early, you know, early childhood experiences can play a huge role mm-hmm. into creating the difficulty aspects mm-hmm. to showing empathy to others. Yes. True. Um, you know, so this is pretty huge when you look at this. Uh, the Bible talks a lot about this. Mm-hmm. You know, it talks about... Fathers, don't provoke your children to wrath. I think right. that applies to mothers, too. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. You know, um, it, it, it talks about the aspects of, of being a mother in the mm-hmm. Bible. Mm-hmm. It talks about in Deuteronomy chapter 6, you know, which is huge, the mm-hmm. Shema. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. which uh, the Jews would use mm-hmm. as a as scripture to point them right into pointing their children and their family yes to Christ yes you know it talks about the Lord our God being one teaching mm-hmm. sound doctrine yes to our kids yes it talks about keeping the law uh, mm. on their foreheads and and right. Um, Talking about it at the table, right? Uh, talking about it when you go to bed, yeah. And it's really, really uh, shows the importance of bringing your ch- child up in the faith. It is so yeah. important, and and as we've talked about before, we don't see a lot of this happening in society as much as it used to, because you know if you go into any children's Sunday school, and I don't think they call it Sunday school anymore. Or you go to any children's group on Sunday or Wednesday or whatever, and you tell them a Bible story, so many of them have never heard of Noah or heard of Joseph or things like that. And so, you know, people have forgotten that verse in Deuteronomy, which is so important to rear our children in God's word. Yeah, it, it's a, this is a, an issue because Satan is attacking the yeah. family viciously. Yeah. And we know in the end times that Satan would do this. Jesus prophesied right, this. Right. He told us. Yeah. But um we individually and as a fam as families that are mm-hmm. listening, yeah. You know, we don't have to follow in that pattern. No. Uh, or God wouldn't have given you this uh, podcast to listen to. Well, and, you know, it's fun to tell your kids, you know, nursery rhymes and fairy tales and things like that. But you know what? There are so many great and amazing examples in the Bible of stories that would, you know, have your kids sitting on the edge of their seats riveted to what's happening. I mean, David and Goliath, you know, Noah's Ark, things like that. You know, we need to be telling our children these stories so they can see, um, they can see in others example that they yeah. need to have. Yes, absolutely. And, and I really think as we um, approach this and as we look into this, I think really, really preparing people to what's coming. And mm-hmm. I think that, the church is really going back to the house. Yes. It's going back to the family. Yes. Where it should be really, in a sense, anyhow, uh, that, that we should be having church within the family dynamic within the homes. Yes. And so, yeah. And this way we know mm-hmm. okay, that, that uh, God can take a mess, turn it to a message for his glory, for our good. Absolutely. And I, I want to say one more thing yeah, before we get to that. And that is we've discussed this on some of our um, end times mm-hmm. that one of these days the Bible is going to be gone. And if we're not training mm-hmm. our, our children, our young adults in God's yeah. word, what are they going to do? If we if if we you know, we can mess. Look, none of us are perfect. Oh, absolutely not. And if we screw up on some of the things we talk about. Right. But if we if we help lead them to Christ, yes, and mold them in the Word, we succeeded. Yes, definitely. Um, you know, we, we if we get our kid to be a straight A student, go to Harvard, and they miss Jesus, yeah. we failed. Absolutely. If we get our kid to be a great baseball player, mm-hmm. make the major leagues, and and miss Christ, we failed. Absolutely. And so I think that really, really focusing in on some of the things we talked about, but most importantly, Jesus. Yes. So thank you everybody for listening. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Goodbye.